You know, when I think of going to work every day and the passion and the intelligence, um, the resolve, the discipline that everybody showed, I also think of two questions that we all have received during the course of multiple publicity runs. And one is, did we know that this movie was going to receive this kind of response? Meaning, was it going to make billions of dollars? Was it going to make a billion dollars? Was it um, going to still be around during this award season? And the second question is, has it changed the industry? Has it actually changed the way this industry works, um, how it sees us? And, and my answer to that is to be young, gifted, and black. Um, we all know what it's like to be told that there is not a place for you to be featured, yet you are young, gifted, and black. We know what it's like to be told to say there's not a, a screen for you to be featured on, a stage for you to be featured on. We know what it's like to be the tail and not the head. We know what it's like to be beneath and not above. And that is what we went to work with every day because we knew not that we would be around during award season or that it would make a billion dollars, but we knew that we had something special that we wanted to give the world, that we could be full human beings in the roles that we were playing, that we, cre we could create a world that exemplified a world that we wanted to see. We knew that we had something that we wanted to give. And one thing I do know, what did it change the industry? I know that you can't have a Black Panther now without a two on it. So we love you and we celebrate it. What you all just heard was um, Chadwick Boseman, who passed away a few days ago at the age of 43. Um, he passed of colon cancer, diagnosed in 2016, um, and gave us, in those four years, some very memorable characters, and one that I feel is going to go down in cinema history for all time playing the lead character of the Black Panther, uh, King T'Challa. And um, I don't know about you, Cicely, but like the, the shock of this, this, of this news, it took me and my husband for a loop. I didn't hear about it till like, yeah, late at night or something. And I was just like, what? You know, I just, it was insane. So I actually heard about it from uh, my good buddy, Thomas, who is actually on with us. Say hi, Thomas. Hi, Thomas. By <laughs> <laughs> um, sending me a text, I was, this is how crazy it was. I was in the middle of watching Bill and Ted face the music and in that space. And I get this text message that I'm like, that has to be a really, really, really bad joke. That has to be a joke. And 
but you know, I had to pause and look it up and I was shocked. I, I didn't know how to feel. Um, but I also remember feeling almost surprised of how hurt I was by it. Cause it's just one of those things you never thought you never like, you don't really, you've seen his movies and you don't really think about what would happen if he died, you know, how would I feel or anything? So I was more shocked of how devastated yeah. I was by it. And yeah. I don't know if it was because of the surprise that no one knew he was sick and everything that he had delivered in that time that, you know, in the four years that um, he was diagnosed and working, or if it's just uh, because it's 2020 and we're just over it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Thomas, you have any thoughts on this? I mean, I was shocked like everybody else, you know, here he died. He's like, wait, dude, died of what? Cancer? Like, how you just up and die of cancer and nobody knew and then they, you had to find the right story that actually knew and it's like he's had cancer for four years and nobody knew about it mm. and then it was like how do you play these roles that you played with stage three stage four cancer didn't tell anybody not even like his co-stars or directors nobody knew it and he just did this for four years I was like I, and I with just... with energy and with right. with purpose and that to me and I you know there's there's the sentiment out there too that you know there'll be some people that'll say well you know Chadwick you know he, look what he was accompl- able to accomplish while going through treatments and things and y'all don't have any excuse that's not what we're saying here no, he's what? a superhero. That's why he was able to do it. Like <laughs> right. nobody's supposed to be able to do that. He was going through multiple surgeries and, and rounds of chemotherapy and he was still out there being Black Panther and doing action scenes and multiple movies and playing these important people and yeah. being a, a role model for generations of kids and you never even knew he was sick. He's an actual real life superhero because yeah. some people get chemo and they're just not right for weeks at a time. months. You know? That's the thing I want people to understand chemo knocks most people out. I want to say the majority of people that are going through cancer treatments that take chemo, almost all of them, my father included, uh, you know, different family members I know who have cancer, they're like, listen, don't talk to me. I, you know, hair's falling yeah. out, losing weight, no energy. Like, this is, this is a lot. And for him to have still gone through that and to give us 42, to give us um, 21 bridges. 21 bridges. Get on up, <laughs> Black Panther, and you know, and beyond, because he, you know, has yeah. a couple. I think a movie or two maybe coming out shortly. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't like to use this phrase a lot, but we really didn't deserve him if that's what he was giving. In my opinion, right. like that man, that man gave everything he could because he believed in the higher purpose of black cinema and black representation on cinema. He spoke about it a lot. Um, and it's and you know what's hurts. so beautiful? Yeah. What's so beautiful is like, and I hate that we pay attention to these things after the fact, but now knowing what he was going through and hearing some of his recordings and uh, there was one, I I think maybe during Comic-Con or one of these conventions, he was talking about 
um, some other kids with cancer while he was um, filming Black Panther mm -hmm. and how he would stay in touch with them during the filming and all that. And now, like, I understand now, like, why he why he was probably drawn to a lot of the things uh his humanitarian efforts and yeah. all and i don't want to say necessarily like oh he was just drawn to it because he was dying because i don't know like that may have just been him flat right. out there were things that he did back in the day at howard that to me showed that type of spirit um regardless of his um health mm -hmm. but now kind of going back and hearing these interviews and 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 understanding his impact but also um him being this leader for this movement this change that really just his presence on the screen has brought like how rewarding like how it, it's inspiring that he chose to use knowing that his days were kind of numbered mm -hmm. um he that's how he chose to use his time that's so inspiring to me because so many people, you know, go different routes with the type of news that he may have had. Right. He chose to live. And yeah. Yes. I, I, yeah. My, my choosing to live would have been a totally different type of choosing to live. Li I literally. I know. On vacation until I died. And this dude was out there <laughs> like working, was working, young. working. And it was, yeah, the, the five bloods was the, the yeah. last one they came out with. Yeah, it, it was... So he found out in 2016 that he had stage three cancer, which means that he had it his whole time in the Marvel, in the MCU. Captain America Civil War was his intro in 2016. Mm. So he had it, even if he didn't know he had it. It came out in 2016. It shot in 2015, 2016, I guess. So he, I guess he may or may not have known he had it when he became T'Challa. But then he shot two more Avengers movies and Black Panther while he had it. High stress, high energy, and then 21 Bridges, and then the Five Bloods, and then Marshall in there too, but you know, he didn't really kick anybody's ass in Marshall. He has another movie that it hasn't been released yet, and I think, I can't remember, I, I briefly heard what it was called, and I think because... Ma Rainey's that, Black Bottom? Yes, yes. Yeah. That they're, um, you know, kind of taking a pause on releasing that out of respect and everything. Oh, God. But, and he was supposed to do the samurai movie, Yasuke. Yeah. And he was supposed to be the main character. So I guess that's not going to happen because it's still in pre-production, according yeah, yeah. to IMDb. So Same that thing was with Black Panther 2. Right. Yeah. yeah. So they got to go back to the drawing board on that, too. And that's even if they're going to release it now. So. Well, well they, they're definitely going to release it. It's not going to be the same movie, but it's going to come out. It's too much money for them to leave on the table. And it, mm -hmm. Black Panther is too too big a part of the universe at this point for them not to have a Black Panther. So it's probably going to end up being Shuri or maybe yeah. going to be Killmonger. Uh, I think both of them. Well, I know Shuri was the Black Panther at one point, but I don't know if Killmonger was the Black Panther besides the time when he was in Black Panther, the first movie. Yeah. But yes, so somebody's going to be Black yeah. Panther, though. Yeah. yeah, Black Panther is is a character that will still be there. It's right. just who's going to play Black Panther. Yeah, T'Challa is dead. T'Challa yeah. King is dead. Yeah, yeah, but Black Panther is not dead. <laughs> I hate that. Um, I just hate it. I almost don't want them to even continue. And like, or, or uh, they're going to continue, wait for another decade, and then like do a, a complete revamp of the whole thing. 
Well, I don't know. Nah, I think they, his... can, they can do it respectfully. I mean, just think about it. Like in, in the movie Black Panther, his father was a Black Panther before. Right. Him, you know, There's always it's, a Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just how they're going to have to um, write uh, him out. And they may do CGI or some, you know, certain things that they've done in a lot of other movies um, with with people passing before the movie was completed or even really done. Maybe I'm a purist so. in that way. I'm just like, <laughs> cut the whole thing. I, I get it. I, I think, think it's too soon. But it's a little too soon. Black Panther is still too important to the MCU and to the world because we still need that strong yeah. black superhero that can actually get out there and just beat the crap out of some fools. Um, we got black Falcon is coming. cool, but you said no. Falcon is cool, no. but he ain't it. You know, no, no. Even though he's, he's even though he's Captain he's America me. now too. Exactly. So. What about so Black he's... Adam? Yeah, that's a different universe. <laughs> okay. And that's not out yet. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I, I but we need to continue this momentum that Black Panther has brought into um, uh, young youth uh, of the Black community. We need to continue that and. This is, unfortunately, it's a part of life, and this is a part of that story that they will have to experience, too. Right now, it's all, it's, it's raw. We're feeling it. I'm mm-hmm. with you. Like, I don't want to, I don't want them to be thinking about any of this anytime soon, but at the same time, I know, like, they're, if they can respect, respectfully honor him in a way, I, I'm okay with passing a torch. Yeah, I'm not. But they're gonna, okay. they're probably gonna do it. You're absolutely right. I believe they may still do it. I'm I'm just like, yeah. I don't want any other King T'Challa. Oh, yeah. I'm just so upset. And also, oh. you know, not just from who he is being um, a Howard alum. You and I also went to Howard. I just it's a it's a particular kind of hurt too. I just it's not. I'm not okay with this. I haven't mm. been okay. Um. Yeah. And you know what? And that's okay. None of us are. Um, I, I, I kind of wish, I feel like even our, this segment we're doing now doesn't do him justice at all. Yeah. And it only feels that way because there just felt like there was so much more for him out there. But at the same time, um, when someone passes, I try not to think too much about like oh their potential like that's lost or all the things that they could be doing because instead I, I try to think back on all the things they have done mm-hmm. because no, no day is promised to any of us and so at the end of the day we could just only look back at how we have lived our life and his impact has this reaction mm-hmm. <laughs> everywhere everyone feeling the same type of pain unexpectedly um, shows a lot about his impact. And so what more can we say? Yeah. Long live the king. For real. Long live the king. Sad, man. Sad stuff. I wasn't right. I heard the news. I wasn't right for like the rest of that day and part of the next day. I was like, man. Yeah, it was not. Yeah, it wasn't really good news. Um, I let me let me do my um, review of the third episode of Lovecraft Country. Um, You could actually, if you want to, sis, you can put it at the tail end of your discussion because I'm going to be real succinct. 
Yeah, I will. I will. Okay. Like after we're done and I'll add that little snippet. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Lovecraft Country, episode three. Um, this episode for me has been, I thought episode two was powerful in um, a lot of the symbolism and a lot of the uh, different horror tropes that were used. This one took it up yet again, another notch. Um, Misha Green has a, she's created a show that simultaneously is a great horror show, but it's also showing a broad audience the real life terrorism and horror that black people have endured and are still enduring to this day in this country. Um, specifically, when I talk about institutional racism and terrorism, in this episode, it was about redlining in, uh, for property. Um, Letty ends up buying a home in a northern suburb of Chicago which at the, that time is a white neighborhood and she wants to use it as a bit of a boarding house for black creatives, black um, revolutionaries, people that are working for the common good of the black community. And she invites her sister in and little does she know that there are more than skeletons in the closets of that house. Um, the performances in this episode were outstanding. Um, very special shout out to uh, Journey Smollett, who many of us have known her in her acting career since she was a very young girl. And I think she may have given one of the most powerful performances of her entire career in this episode. Um, when you watch this episode, you will be brought all over the place emotionally. And it is it really is an emotional roller coaster, but it wraps up a bit at the end and prepares you for what's to come next. And that also kind of gives you a sense of really what we as black people go through in this country. We can have all kinds of emotions, all kinds of ups and downs, all kinds of things that will happen. We come to a place of some sort of resolution and acceptance and then the BS starts all over again. Um, I can't say much more about my love for this series. I know that it's only going to last for several other episodes and I'm going to be upset when it ends, but I am so glad to be here in a time in which creatives like Misha Green are bringing to the screen such complex Black characters and telling our stories in a nuanced and imaginative way. And that's all I got to say about it. I give it, the episode gets the largest bucket of popcorn with all the butter and some garlic seasoning. Because it was fantastic. I can't wait for next week's episode. How's that? And scene. <laughs> no, that was great. Okay. Garlic seasoning. <laughs> yeah, because you get some uh, 
caramel corn nuts. <laughs> so 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 what you're saying is you uh you liked this last episode. Yes, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Okay. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, I'm guessing. More than a little bit. It was I I was screaming at some parts. I was <laughs> crying at some parts. It was great. It was just great. Yeah, definitely. Scared the okay. crap out of me, man. I was like, uh-uh. I was actually looking Nasty around corners. <laughs> I was looking around corners. I said, I can't. I don't know why the black people were harassing her, bro. They were trying to get her to get out. Mm-hmm. They were trying to tell her yeah. to escape. Yeah. They were trying to tell her to escape, not so much scare her. Well, not... I guess, yeah, they were trying to save they were definitely, her. Definitely, if anything, they were just like, please, I hope we can get her attention. Something. Yeah. Oh, there's so much. I wish I could keep talking, but I really need to go to bed. That's <laughs> I bed. lady. Oh, let me tell. Let me say this. Let me say this mm-hmm. to you guys. Did it? Did it awaken something in you during that um, seance scene? Which part? The end part where she was the with the ghost doing the seance. Yes, because for me. I know that there are documented cases of doctors experimenting on black bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for them to bring that up and to see that, you know, one woman literally clearly had a child ripped from her stomach and then mm-hmm. that same child's head fused onto a basketball player's body. Like it was mm-hmm. so horrific. Yeah. So horrific. I do. I did also see one of the ghosts had her breasts sawn off, like torn off. Uh-huh. And I know, mm-hmm. I believe there was a documented case of that happening. There was like, a gynecologist. That gynecologist. There was a gynecologist, guy. and he, the like, basically the modern medicine, uh, gynecological medicine, is attributed to this man who did experiment on slaves. Oh my God! Yeah. See, and so I, I and and to see the discord going on on Twitter over this past week, like, oh, I didn't know any of this stuff. I didn't know about redlining mm. like that. I didn't know about... And it's just like, oh, my God. It, like, so much... Common knowledge, bro. Like, it was, <laughs> should have been common. That's common knowledge among us, I guess. But exactly. And so white much folks ain't history, taught American history. So wow. much history has been hidden from white America that it's almost criminal to them. Yeah. I believe that Killer Mike said a thing one time. I think he was talking to Charlemagne and them. He was like, look, Miseducation of America actually hurts white people more than us because they don't in, they don't get to experience and get to know what the country has done to us in order to gain empathy for their neighbor. Mm-hmm. So they are actually the ones that are missing out way more than we are it's in a perpetuating way. white yeah. pers- uh, supremacy. Yeah, and I mean I'm paraphrasing what he said, but I mean. Yeah, it's yeah. it's nuts. But that's all I wanted to say. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. Bye.